welcome to UFO Party, an X-Files podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Julia. And today we are talking about Season 7, Episode 7, which is Orson? Or Orson? No idea? Sure. This one was icky. This is a pretty spooky one. And we have a little callback from previous episodes. Um, a little return monster, if you will. Yeah. And we have Herschel from The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. I know. I was like, why is that so familiar? And then <laughs> I looked it up on IMDb. I am currently so fucking stressed because I planted my garden and there's going to be a cold snap tonight. Like, I'm so stressed oh about God. it. Oh, my God. Can you put, like, a tarp over it or something? Yeah, I already... I already called dylan in a panic and i was like can you please go get like the like weather tarps for it because like i don't know i'm sure a regular tarp like they say really anything like any blankets or tarps or anything will be fine but um yeah the weather tarps are pretty good and they're like cheap enough that i was just like can you just go get those so that we can cover them because it's supposed to be pretty cold. I'm just gonna bring my tomato plants inside because they're in plant, like they're in planters. They're not, um, yeah, in the garden. So I'm oh. just gonna have eight tomato plants in my house. Sweet babies. Uh, but like, it's not going well because the fucking groundhog is wreaking havoc on my garden. And eating all of my lettuce. Like, oh. my lettuce looked so healthy when I put it in the ground, and all of it is just munched on. And I'm like, it's not fuck, fair. Dude. Ugh. So mean. I'm going to have to, like, get cages to put around it or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really think. Um, I mean, I'm sure some medieval device of a gopher trap does, but that's definitely not like your MO either. No. No, I'm like, you can have some of it, but can you not, like, just, he just digs it up. I'm like, what the fuck, man? If you just took some of it, it would keep growing, and then you could get more later. I don't know. He doesn't care. He hates me. He's got a little gopher Um, brain. Yeah. I don't know. But. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Let's get into it. I have to be at work for 530, so, um. Yay! <laughs> this episode opens in Marion, Illinois, um, where a reverend is giving a sermon to prisoners, and it is like it's real Bible thumping. Like he is, yeah. Like, they're like thumping their feet <laughs> to the Bible. Yeah, they're they're getting into it. They're really. <laughs> he's like. He's like, Alleluia. And they're like, Alleluia. Yep. They're really, yeah. they're excited about the Lord. Um, it, and it made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very culty. Um, speaking of which, I'll tell you like more oh next time we're in person, like off air. But um, I went to the cultiest yoga class the other day. It was so funny. Oh, God. Uh, if it wasn't, like, physically so taxing, I probably would have laughed because, like, it was, woo, yeah. 
It was like, yeah, no, else. like open, feel your third eye and, and breathe out from your third eye. I'm like, I was, I don't know how to do that actually. <laughs> it was so funny. So much. It was so funny, but I was sweating so fucking hard that I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to breathe out of my third eye. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like so into it. I loved it. I was like, this is That's a how I feel about I would, Reiki stuff. Like, I would join it. <laughs> oh, no. No. You would not. I, now the more, like, I've gone to so many different yoga classes, and honestly, I would join a yoga cult. I think they're so funny. And I think that <laughs> if, like, I leaned into it enough and I just, like, stopped like if I just did yoga full-time I became an instructor and I could just like walk around barefoot like I really do think I could like get myself to be that crunchy I think I could just like live my little life being like something in the something in me honors the something in you you know namaste all that stuff yeah yeah no idea but yeah that's that's a (laughs) A cult that honestly I might join for a hundred and forty dollars a month. I might join. Um, Aaron, <laughs> Julia's like that's so much money. This person. Oh my god! What dimension it are we in? Fun. It would be fun. I'm sure it Anyways, would be for you. After, <laughs> afterwards, uh, after the sermon. The prisoners are working in their little workshop. Um, doing they, yoga. They're doing for yoga. the Lord. <laughs> no, they're like sewing something, and then all of a sudden, this prisoner loses his finger, and he starts screaming like bloody murder. Yeah, and he like shows his fingers, and all of his fingers have been cut off by the machine. It's like fucking gross. Um, yeah. And then I think they're see. sewing Bibles. Are they? Like, I think so, because I think the guy that cut his fingers off, it definitely looked like he was um, making or, like, sewing into leather. So I wonder if yeah. they're, like, leather-bound books, more than likely mm. Bibles. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I, that is... I don't know. That definitely wasn't specified, but that's just nothing like using free prison labor to get the word word of the Lord out, Um, you know? That's very Christian. Didn't you know that? Yeah. (laughs) It's great. Um (laughs) but he loses his fingers and during this obviously like all the guards run over to him, everyone's like focusing their attention on him. So we see Donnie, who is someone that we previously know um from season two he was in irresistible he's um he kidnapped scully in that episode like five years ago so he's the one who he has like a finger fetish he would he would chop off people's fingers and he ate yeah. them, I believe. And um, he was also really into like washing girls' hair and stuff. So um, he had kidnapped and trapped Scully, but she was able to escape. And then they were able to put him behind bars, but he got 
life in prison because Scully said that she didn't believe that he should get the death penalty. So she technically right. saved his life. But yeah, so Donnie is watching all of this go down and he just straight up leaves the room and escapes <laughs> from the prison. Um, he was like, okay, see you later. And that day, Scully awakens and she looks at her clock and it reads 666, which that's not what clocks are supposed to say. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but then she looks again and it says 606, um, which is more normal. <clears throat> and so already like weird start to the day, right? She's like, something is off. Yeah. Um, but they go to investigate <laughs> and they find that, um, you know, they're, they're told basically that Donnie escaped and whatever. And Scully makes it clear that she believes that nothing supernatural is happening with Donnie. He is just pure evil. They come to find that at 6.06, exactly the time that Scully looked at her clock, as soon as she woke up, three men escaped from three different prisons. So it wasn't just Donnie, it's all of them. And um, so they go to talk to the inmate whose fingers was were cut off or whatever um, <laughs> to see what he remembers. Because basically, even though there's all these witnesses, all these inmates were there, there was multiple guards around, no one seems to remember what exactly happened. And they can't pinpoint I mean, I where that's, Donnie was. That's like more than reasonable because there was, you know, a lot of chaos happening. Yeah. I don't, I understand the point of like going to talk to him, but he's definitely not going to know what the fuck happened because he was well, probably, you know, concentrated on yeah. what happened to his fingers. <laughs> However, when we go to meet with him, he holds up his fingers. He has all his fingers. He's fine. And he's like, I can't explain it, but I felt the pain. I I saw my fingers and like Ugh. I or I saw the lack of fingers rather, and I felt that pain. And other people around him also saw this. So it's not just him, but now here he is and he's fine and that did not happen. Um yeah. And he starts chanting like over and over again. He just keeps saying, Glory, Amen, glory, Amen. And he's like doing it in a very rhythmic, like repetitive kind of Yeah. It's like a trance almost. Exactly, yeah. Um so this causes Mulder to believe that the inmates were hypnotized, and that's why no one can remember exactly what happened at that moment. And that's why everyone saw this man's fingers gone, even though they clearly were not. Mulder believes that they were hypnotized by kind of a similar thing as what the inmate was saying, like a repetitive kind of chant. When they go to look at like how all three men, what they have in common, whether they would have been able to plan um, their escape together, even though they were in different prisons, they find out that they all had contact with the Reverend 
um, Reverend Orson. And that is pretty much the only tie between them and between the prisons. So they obviously need to go and investigate and talk to the Reverend. Yeah, I wonder what they were thinking it could have been other than like that. Yeah. Because it's not like there's like like AIM for for prisoners and they just like Yeah, but you never know. I mean like people people find ways, right? So it's like they could have been sneaking like if they all had like someone on the outside that was a mutual person they could have had visitors from that person and they could have like shown that oh this person's actually visiting all of them it's not like common but it could have so much fucking work (laughs) oh i mean yeah i'm sure honestly i'm sure escaping from prison especially when you're doing life in prison is it's probably a lot of work i mean I watched Prison Break. They planned that shit forever, you know? It's a lot of work. I don't I know. Personally, I did not watch it. Really? Oh, I loved Prison Break. That's what I used to watch in college. Um, oh my god. I personally would not escape from prison because, <laughs> like, you get fed. You don't have to go oh anywhere. My god. You get to just, like, chill. And, um... <laughs> It seems like way too much work to escape. So I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So you get to chill with your favorite people on the planet, cops. Yeah. No, my fellow criminals, are you (laughs) kidding me? Dude, it'd be like a little (sighs) gang. It'd be like gang gang. Also, Scully keeps hearing the same song over and over again. It's Don't Look Any Further, um, which originally was by one of the members of The Temptations. And she just keeps hearing this sound, like, this song randomly. Um, And she, like, brings it to Mulder's attention. She's like, do you hear this in the background? He's like, what are you talking about? I don't like him this episode. I know. He's, like, okay, like, obviously, we are not very religious people. Really don't, like, agree with half of that. But he just has, like, he's being rude. And especially, to, yeah, you know, he's being very dismissive that he's supposed to love and care about. And he knows that her, her faith is like pretty important to her. Not the vibe, Mulder. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. He's not being very supportive, especially with all the whack ass ideas he brings up. Like, I know, right? And honey <laughs> never gets questioned on it. At a diner, we see Donnie's like sitting down, he meets with a sex worker there at the diner and he immediately is being a fucking weirdo right because he is a fucking weirdo yeah i was gonna say (laughs) um and he like offers to give her a manicure um and she like kind of he's like i just got out of prison and she thinks he's kidding she's like okay whatever like if that's what you're into um but then the reverend interrupts them And basically is like, you're such a piece of shit. That's not what he says, but that is the gist of it all. Um, Yeah, because he's he's like, like, I got you out of prison. And like, how dare you like go back and do this as if what did he think that he was going to do? I know. 
And then wasn't he the one that like didn't really respond to him when they were like having the original like prayer meeting too? Yeah. So like like, why? So like I don't know why he thought that this would be any different, but like the only thing that's different is that Donnie has had five years of wanting to kill and he only kills women so he's just had all this like pent up inside of a jail cell so I don't know what the reverend was thinking like if you really the reverend's like you should be thankful for God and like God did this for you like all this shit um yeah I don't think it's gonna work that way bud (laughs) yeah because there's U.S. Marshals surrounding the diner um right so they're like, this is not going to work. And um, the marshals enter the diner. They attempt to stop Donnie. But Orson basically hypnotizes them into believing that something else is going on. So they're yeah. so distracted by a different scene in the diner. Um, yeah, it was like a guy pulled a knife on the waitress. And then on she the waitress, yeah. poured like a pot of hot coffee on him yeah and then by the time that was all over and they had their guns drawn trying to find donnie he and the sex worker and a reason were all gone yeah so (laughs) good job um yeah so he like diverted them donnie ends up stealing the car and running over reverend dorson with he escapes with the sex worker um can i just say she looks a little bit like kirsten dunst a little bit yeah like not good way yeah i didn't really process that but i can see it (laughs) reverend orson goes to the hospital donnie is mia we don't know where he is but when reverend orson goes to the hospital we learn some interesting things about him we learn that he is actually an ex-convict um, and that he believes that he is doing the Lord's work by helping essentially these ex-con- or these convicts escape from prison. Um, right. He truly believes that he is like giving them a second chance at life and that they will repay him by doing the Lord's work, which... Um, that doesn't work because Donnie kills the <laughs> sex worker immediately. Like, really had a bad picker on this one. I know. <laughs> like, pretty much anyone else. There was plenty of other inmates that were, like, totally down. Like, they were picking yep. up what he was putting down, and they were like, hell yeah, I love God. Like, the poor guy that thought he got his fingers chopped off he would have been a great candidate i bet if he escaped he would have been like i am dedicating my life to jesus that's it but not donnie not donnie i will make bibles by hand all night yeah all day however many you want you want pictures added i'll illustrate them um but donnie he kills the sex worker he calls to alert the authorities that this has happened. And while that is happening, Scully talks to Mulder about how basically she's, I mean, Mulder's being very dismissive about, like, he's like, do you, like, even, do you believe in all of this? Like, 
whatever kind of just like making fun of or like doubting her her faith um and is basically calling the reverend like a loon because he thinks that he can communicate with god and he's like well like you don't believe that right scully and scully was like well you know there's been like some weird things happening and i don't know how to think about it um and she tells him he like asks like if she's if she feels like she spoke to god but like the way that he worded it made it seem like he thinks that if she had then like she was also a loony bin yeah she's like i'm really gonna try to like answer your question without like giving into your little sassy moments right but yeah we get like this story about when she was what 13 yeah i i don't know exactly how old but um she talks about how she was listening to the song that's been like following her when she found out that her sunday school teacher was murdered and um the reverend called her scout which was also her sunday teacher's nickname for her yeah so she's like it just feels really weird like i don't i don't know how to I don't know how to think that the these are not signs. Like I woke up at exactly six oh six when this was happening. Like yeah. it just feels too coincidental to all be like just like random, you know? Right. Um, like one of those things happening and lining up, sure, but yeah, like literally three things. Right. Like Mulder has come up with way more wackadoodle like connections in that yeah Mulder's theory he shows Scully a brain scan from the reverend and he's basically like what if the reverend really can hypnotize people um because he has a cerebral edema and yeah it is self-inflicted. So he has a hole that he drilled in the back of his head um, in order to increase the blood flow into his brain. So he has three times the normal blood flow. Um, and like historically, people have thought there's been theories that the only reason that like humans can't perform certain things like hypnosis or like what we would consider supernatural things is because we don't have enough blood flow. So he has changed that in order to make sure that he has enough blood in his brain. Maybe Um, that's what I need to do. So (laughs) sounds nice. Little lobotomy. Yeah. Maybe I won't like get as many headaches because yeah, I've been told by, like, multiple doctors that my, like, however my cervicals are set up, um, restrict blood flow to my brain. And it's also causing my depression. So maybe if I just drilled a little hole, (laughs) it would fix everything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm sure maybe the Reverend could do it for you. Um, Yeah, that's fine. As long as you just sell your soul to jesus christ but no 
I already had people uh, try to do that in like second grade, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but did they offer to drill a hole in your head to cure your no, depression? No, they weren't that smart. Exactly. See, we they just told me I couldn't go down the slide because I didn't know who Jesus was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, Donnie, our buddy, Donnie. He meets up with a sex worker in the reverend's apartment. And she's like, this is not your apartment, right? Because the landlord was here and he said that it's a reverend um, that lives here. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, But, you know, Donnie's doing his like... ordered her, technically, right? Yeah. He like called for her or something. I don't know. Yeah. Really called whatever works, but company she works under agency yeah yeah um a temp agency yeah <laughs> uh god but I mean, um yeah he's doing his weirdo thing in case you guys forgot um he likes to like bathe women before he murders them um so he's like i'm gonna draw you a bath and he everything's going awesome having a great time everyone is happy and then well he's definitely like very into the fact that she has red hair yeah like maybe a little too excited like he brings out all these types of shampoos and he's like i don't know which one to use like i don't want to ruin your hair obviously and she's like getting a little weirded out um and then i think she's in the bathtub yeah he's behind her um Um, i don't know but he's like right near her yeah and i think she's getting out yeah because she Um, basically is like i'm i'm done here so because she like she's like we're not doing that and he's like i'm just trying to be a gentleman and she's like well then like be a gentleman and get me my fucking towel because i'm out of here um yeah so he's like grabbing the towel for her and then while he's doing that he realizes that she's wearing a wig and he freaks out um he loses his shit yeah he attacks her and thankfully she's able to fight back she throws a candle like a hot candle with the wax like right in his face hell yeah um and runs and she's able to escape and then um from there we go back to Orson mm-hmm. who basically slips past the guard. He's able to like hypnotize the guard at the hospital and he It's not even the guard, it's the fucking US Marshal. Yeah, true. <laughs> like he's really supposed to not <laughs> yeah. slip up. He escapes and goes to find Donnie and he basically like holds him at gunpoint um and he basically tells him that he needs to like repent for his sins and that like again he he like helped him escape prison in order to like do this work and to like be a good Jesus freak. I don't know. 
Um, but it's not working. Like, Donnie is not doing what he wanted. So he reprimands Johnny, and he starts to dig a grave. And he's like, you should repent for your sins so that you don't have to go to, like, hell, essentially. And he's like, the wicked will be punished. Um, at this point, Scully and Mulder find out that Orson has escaped. And they also find that there's a note that's left behind that says, don't look any further. Yeah, which kind of sends Scully, not into like a flurry, but she's definitely like, see? <laughs> like, yeah, this is she's the getting the song that's been following me. Out. And like, that's just too coincidental. And this was meant for me. And I think Skull, Skulder, yep. I think Mulder mm-hmm. is like, kind of seeing it but also like doesn't want to give into that like explanation almost yeah i don't know he's still like yeah i guess it is meant for you and you you were right but also like hypnotize (laughs) yeah um so donnie does not repent though and he does not apologize for his sins he kills orson and he shoves him in the grave that Orson dug for him so um and he then calls the authorities to tell them where to find the body um while they're going to check on that while the authorities go to check on Orson um he sneaks into Scully's house and waits for her to come home this is what I don't understand because didn't this start in Illinois yeah, actually. They didn't move to Illinois. No. I'm like, did he escape all the way? Did like and everyone it's definitely, escape like, it's all not... the way? Because it's definitely her house. Yeah, I was going to say. It's like, not it's like, a hotel not like a room. hotel or anything. Like, it is definitely her house. Yeah, that's a good point. Because that, that's a lot of people driving in the same direction. <laughs> yeah. To DC, which seems a little um, backwards. Yeah, I don't know about all that, actually. Good <laughs> point. Um, Mulder and Scully have um, homes scattered around the country, <laughs> and they all just look identical. Yes. Mulder um, has dead fish in every single one. <laughs> but either way, I mean, wherever they are, they sneak in. Um, he sneaks in, and um, when she comes home, he attacks her and is basically like, you're the one that I've been waiting for. You're the one that got away. Like, all this stuff. Gross. He's like, I'm going to run you a bath. Scully is like, I will fucking murder you, and the only reason that you're alive right now is because I told them not to kill you, but this time, I'm going to tell them to kill you, so fuck you. Thankfully. While all this is happening, Mulder turns on the radio and don't look any further. That song is playing and he's just like, this is weird. Maybe Scully's right. Um, I feel like he he turned on the radio and it was there and then he like skipped past it and then came back. Yeah. I think he was just like, wait, this was odd. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I gotta go 
check on Scully. And especially, like, when she doesn't answer, he goes to make sure that she's okay. Meanwhile, while Donnie is running a bath, Scully is able to escape the handcuffs. And she goes to confront him. But Mulder also just got there. So it's, like, perfect timing. I feel like that's a bold choice. I mean, I guess, like, she is, you know, an FBI agent. But it's, like, you're this number, you're this person's, like, number one enemy. Um, They're actively wanting to kill you. You escape what they thought was not going to be escapable. And you're going to go confront him. As opposed to just, like, running away. (laughs) Yeah, true. Um... And just in general, kind of weird that, like, Scully just was, like, hanging out at her house. Like, you would think that she would have some kind of guards or something, like, you know, while the person that has been, like, wanting to kill her is now out of prison. You would think that they would take some precautions. I don't know. Um, But they don't, so I don't know. But she goes... She confronts him, and Mulder's there. Mulder could handle it, but instead, Scully, I think, kind of sees something. Like She thinks that Donnie may have something in his hand, like a gun or a weapon, right? Yeah. Um, well, because he took the marshal's... No. Or... What is they this fucking name? Say that they did say... Or at least Scully and Mulder thought that he took the gun. So they're under the impression that he's armed. Um, Yeah, because I think the Arise... I don't know how to say his damn name. This is bothering me. The the god dude took... The reverend, yeah. Yeah. He took the marshal's gun, and I'm going to guess that Donnie took the marshal's gun when he killed... Yeah, the but I think that's what appears in <clears throat> Scully's hand because I don't think she had a gun, right? Why wouldn't she have her gun? I, I mean, like know. in her house, at, like somewhere, you know, like she got yeah. out of the handcuffs, she would have been able to grab her own gun. Um, but either way, like she sees something. And she ends up shooting Donnie so many times. Like, she just empties her clip on him. Yeah. Um, despite him actually being completely unarmed. And so he dies. Um, and there's this moment afterwards where Scully's talking to Mulder. And, you know, he's basically like, I have your back. Like, I know that you did it in self-defense and like, he would have killed you and you know, all this stuff. And like, if you're scared about that, like, you know, I understand, but Scully's kind of like, I'm not scared about my job or like being told that I shouldn't have shot him or like anything like that. But I am scared that I don't know who's in control of me. Like if it's God or someone else. Um, And so Scully's just feeling like, I think things are completely out of her control and she's always been okay because she thought that she was being guided by her faith and by God and all of this. And then 
she's now starting to question whether it actually is God or like a good force in general that's actually guiding her decisions, um, which yeah, is like I a mean, freaky we, thing to think about. Yeah, because we had that point over a few seasons where she was definitely questioning things, but I think got to a point um, after the the Emily, right? Yeah. After the whole Emily situation where she like became pretty okay. And I think we're just like kind of back to square one. Yeah. But in like a different circle almost. Yeah. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. It made sense in my brain. So that's it. That's the episode. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think we mentioned it. There was like some point when he was um with the reverend and digging his supposed grave when he was like trying to repent and his face like morphed into a demon's face oh yeah that was because he was like i can't even like try to kill you you're like not human like yeah that's uh, a good point um yeah they did say that also don't really touch on it again though well and that's the thing too is that like in the original episode that he's in in irresistible um he doesn't have any kind of special powers he's not like a supernatural force or anything um and they basically said that like when they talked about reintroducing him for whatever reason they were just like okay but let's make him a demon i don't know i think it'd be cool (laughs) um so they like do it but like not well and they just kind of like do it really quickly and then like don't ever talk about it again um so that was what that scene was (laughs) but yeah overall um the the song that was um used don't look any further like i said it was originally by um the temptation singer dennis edwards um but they wanted it to be a cover of that um and they wanted Lyle Lovett to record a cover but he was not available so um they had a different singer John Hyatt record a version which is like supposed to be more eerie than the original so it really does like fit the mood that's really all I got I have two things I kind of go hand in hand, I guess. Um, so Nick Chinland was who played Donnie. And apparently he's one of those actors that makes a point of staying in character. <laughs> while shooting, um, Because he wanted to like unnerve a lot of the cast and crew. And apparently Jillian was like really affected by this because she forgot how intense he is like in the five year break that they basically had. And the only person that he dropped his persona around was David Duchovny, because then they would go shoot hoops and have like breaks while they were filming together. Yep. Well, yep. And then the um, like fight scene that they had at the end, it apparently took like a day and a half to film um, because usually Jillian Anderson and Donnie did like most of their own stunts. And apparently that was like maybe not the right choice um, because she went through 10 sets of pajamas during that scene. 
She just like ripped them all up, I guess. Oh. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, that like doesn't sound fun. No. I feel like that would be, um, you really have to detach from your job at that point. Yeah, that sounds exhausting. Yeah. Um, All right. That's all I have. What do we get for next week? So next week we have season seven, episode eight, The Amazing Malini. So Mulder and Scully investigate the apparent murder of a magician who was decapitated just minutes after he was able to perform the trick of turning his head around 360 degrees. The agents are perplexed when Scully discovers during the autopsy that the deceased died well before before he performed his final trick. Ooh. I don't remember this one either, but (laughs) sounds fun. Perfect. Yep. Okay. Um, Aaron has to get to work. Yes, I have to go like right now. Yeah, um, so um, we'll catch you next week. And stay safe. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.